welcome to the mid-week war stories. Your no star crew goes on a deep dive for the second shows for WCW and WWF, Thunder and SmackDown. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel, and I'm here alongside right here with the human wrestling divers, Corey Mack. Gotta tell you guys, this is what, only the third week of the midweek war stories? Yep. I kind of like it better than the Monday Night War Stories, and I'll tell you why. I think blue suits me. Ooh. We're also alongside here with the No So Living Legend, Mike Weeble. Hi, everybody. And I am... Looks like it hurt to say that. <laughs> I have a ringing in my ears. Someone's talking shit about you. It's not us. We're right it's here. It's not us. right here, yeah. Lucky. So, yes, we're in week three of the midweek war stories. I gotta say, SmackDown feels different than Raw. I oh, don't yeah. know why. Well, they're it definitely does. putting a lot more attention into it. You know what? They're not, who's not? Thunder. <laughs> That's not a lie. So let's get into this week with September 9th, 1999. Saginaw, Michigan. Oh, we tape, brother. Uh, Tanae dedicates this match to the shooter. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they sent out best wishes on Monday, and by Thursday, he had passed away. Um, that one sucked, too. That one hurt at the time. Yeah. Like, and it's weird because, of, you know, you think of wrestling in 99, you think of Owen's death. That's the one that you think of. Uh, and this one kind of gets thrown under the rug. But for us longtime hardcore fans back then, um, this one hurt bad, too, because uh, he's a good guy. And you know what's crazy? And I, I kept looking every week, and I missed it at some point, but I think Randy Anderson's gone now, too. Like, he's yeah. not... Dead, he's not but dead he doesn't. He's not refing I mean, he anymore. Now, yes, but, but but at the time, yeah, he's done refing now at yeah. this point too, because he's also sick. Yep, and he was gone for a while too, mm-hmm. and came back. So hmm. yeah, no, they're it's a new ref group because they've this, lost a couple of their stalwarts since like God. Would you say Pillman? That's where this like fifteen year run of yeah. like holy. Fuck. No, that's when it started. Just started happening. Yep. Everybody points to Pillman. Oh my god! It's like that was Agent Zero, and then boom, just oh, the wave. Yep. Like not like even just like the big names. Not even like the countless smaller, you know, mid level guys and gals who who died way too early. Yeah, but God, what a roster that would be. <laughs> Holy fuck. It's a hell of a WrestleMania card up in heaven right now. Mm-hmm. So let's start this and show. There's one off. in hell, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. there's also one there. <laughs> Looking at you, Benoit. Right. Let's not look at him as let's go to Still our first match. By himself. Yeah, yeah, let's go to our first match. The Barbarian. The opener's back, baby. <laughs> the yeah. back. With Jimmy Hart versus Buff Bagwell. It's 1998. Well, oh, well. well fuck. Uh, Bagwell comes out to his music, but it's Chris Benoit's Titan Tron. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the same. I mean, I wish they'd have traded places. In hell? No, just in that weekend in June. Oh. <laughs> Nobody has Buff's well, number. <laughs> the, the kid or Buff? Uh, no, I wish Benoit and Buff had traded places. Oh, okay. Fancy? <laughs> <laughs> To be clear, Chris. I wish Chris was still alive okay. and Buff had killed innocent people. And then himself. How about just himself? Just himself. And I mean, I'm fine with that, too. 
Well, not I, much. I didn't want to alter too much of history, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I was trying to go at a Doctor Who level. No butterfly like, you know. effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, this match... He's renegading it. himself. What if he just thought renegade still? Would you say renegade? still happen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, as uh, one Jeff Mack would say... What did we say? I'm going to leave if you keep doing these jokes, Joe. <laughs> That's us. No. No, it's the uh, blast of the face as he... Oh, the heat seeker the of the heat face. The heat seeker of the face. Uh, Jimmy Hart throws something in the ring really bad, so Buff picks it up and hits the barbarian with it for the win. What was that? What did he hit him with? I don't know. It, a gimmick. A gimmick. It looked like a shoe slipper. Like that, that yeah, was a shoe tree? Like, uh, yeah. It could have been a shoe tree. It's Jimmy Hart. Who knows? With tape on it. Using. I was trying to figure I was like, what is that's that? really small. <laughs> it's got tiny feet. Uh, we're going to recap from Nitro, uh, Berlin's promo from Nitro. Good, that's the part we needed to replay. Yep. His and the- then we get a montage of Sting and Luger's friendship, this of how their history, their 13-year history. This is so weird. Friends yeah, forever, friends through everything. I, uh, I did not realize it took them so long to win tag titles. Yeah. 96. Good lord. I love that. I love that, them winning, because it's that time where Luger's still healed. And I don't think people give enough appreciation to, like, late 95, early 96 Lex Luger. Ah, oh my God. When they were coming <laughs> down the ring, and Luger's like, don't fucking touch me in the fans, and then, like, Sting turns around and he's like, hell yeah! He's Woo! all high five high five Sting looks back the other way, fuck you! <laughs> I, oh, peak. peak. Peak Luger. Peak! We... Uh, uh, I mean, the only the only moment better is Haystack and Giant. Haystack and Giant. It's cheating. Brawling up the aisle, and he's like, "I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna show my sheen off." <laughs> don't forget. And also underrated is him talking a bunch of shit to the Road Warriors and setting up the Chicago street fight. Yep. Then finding out what that is, and then leaving the match for <laughs> Sting. <laughs> leaving the match, and then uh, they <laughs> Booker T has to join Sting. Booker to fight T the- joins, and then they and then he's back in stage posing and like Jimmy. They ruined my sheen. Yeah, he's back there posing in a mirror, and Animal like hits him. He's like, ah, they ruined my sheen. And then, then he gets them. mad. Yeah. Then he joins the fight. Ugh. That may be like Peak. one of the best runs of yep. a wrestler ever yep. for me in this yes. Luger. Yep. <laughs> not this Luger. Not this Luger. And That's not- the only bad thing about the NWO is that effectively killed Luger's yep. a- gimmick. Yeah. Because yes. he had to be a babyface. Uh, then our next match, it's Van Hammer versus Blitzkrieg. Jesus. What did Blitzkrieg do? Right? Uh... Uh, Hammer does like a, a s- big swing. However, it's like he's holding him with his arms and Blitzkrieg's on his back. And like, picture Luke Skywalker holding Yoda and then sway- swinging him around. That's what he did. R.I.P. Darth Vader. Yep. Uh, Hammer puts Blitzkrieg on the turnbuckle and just, just throws him. Uh, Blitzkrieg gets a roll up in about one move. Um, All of a sudden, Blitzkrieg thinks computer programming looks like a pretty good career. Yeah. Uh, Van Hammer tries to do a second rope senton, but misses. Uh, Van Hammer does win with the Cobra Clutch Slam. It was a long squash match. Uh, Blitzkrieg gets some moves in, but long, though. Don't do shit you don't know how to do. Uh, we get a recap from June 1st of 1999, as it's the Nitro where... The Hummer God runs damn. into Kevin Nash. Are we? St- 
Uh, our next match is a six-man tag. Is it's Chris Adams, Dave Taylor, and Steve Regal versus the Revolution of Chris Benoit, Saturn, and Shane Douglas. Once again, Shane Douglas is the one member of the Revolution that gets his ass handed to. He's supposed to be the the Morton. <laughs> yeah. When I think Ouch. of Ricky Morton's in wrestling, I think Shane, Shane Douglas, Douglas is not one of them. <laughs> That's gotta hurt, Corey. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. <laughs> like what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Shane Morton with the tag. <laughs> oh, Ricky Douglas, the Ricky rock and roll Doug- franchise. Oh, yeah, the rock and roll revolution. God damn. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Sorry. Ouch. Uh, it's an all-out brawl in this match. Uh, Benoit hits Adams with a flying headbutt and the crossface for the win. Uh, our next match is Lodi with Lenny Lane versus Kaz Hayashi. Kaz attacks Lenny before the match, then jumps over Lodi, who's on his uh, like a table stance, and jumps over the top rope. He hits a corkscrew moonsault onto uh, Lenny. Um, at this point, Larry goes, who's in this match? Because... Kaz is too focused on Lenny instead of Lodi. That's probably a legit question. Larry wasn't paying attention. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what's going on. We get a We Want Sid chant. That's never good. That's cool. One of these guys is a chant, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kaz hits a brain buster, but Lenny gets on the apron, and uh, Lodi tries to do a roll-up, but gets a two. Lenny gets on the apron once again and tries to throw Kaz. Uh, Lodi tries to throw Kaz into Lenny, but Kaz moves, so Lodi runs into Lenny, and Kaz w- rolls up Lodi for the one, two, three. What I was thinking about Kaz Hayashi is that he, maybe more than anybody else at this time frame, missed the WCW Cruiserweight division when it was at his heyday. By that much. And also missed the WWF Light Heavy division where he would have been really good with like the talking stuff. Also missed that. He's in this weird fucking time without using these people for shit. Also, oddly enough... And he's very good. A couple years later, when all of a sudden there was an opportunity for him to join a rather burgeoning cruiserweight division in Connecticut, mm-hmm. no interest. It's so weird. He's right? good. He's, he's still good. He he's wrestles for All Japan, and uh, <laughs> nice. he's, still, he's lost a step, but yeah, he's still know. a damn good wrestler. Yeah, I don't, uh, man, I'll be in the wrong place at the wrong time, man. Right? God. It's weird how that works. That sucks. sucks because for that guy. they brought in, like, it's Lash, LaRue, Kaz, Hayashi, yeah. Evan Courageous. They've brought in, like, four or five and cruiserweights. Kaz is easily the best. Of yeah, that I was going to say, he's easily the pick of the litter. You know what I mean? Like, even Lenny. Like, he's easily the best of the bunch. Imagine, like, Kaz versus Ray in 97 or something. Yeah, I mean, he could have. Oh, man. He could have hung with any of those guys. Yeah. He ever go to the WWE? He went to developmental in 2001, and then they just left him there. But they had put him in the the one developmental that they didn't want to deal mm-hmm. with. Uh, they stuck a lot of boys from Atlanta in yeah. that developmental and just left him to die. FC, where was that? It wasn't Heartland OB, Wrestling Heartland Association. Wrestling. Oh, that's lame, man. It's a miss on their part. Yeah, yeah. big one. Uh, we go to a recap of, of Nitro's. As, you know, once again, Hogan's not going to turn his back on Sting. Hogan giving Sting a title chance. Uh, then last week's with Luger saying that the picture's his and Hogan saying it's not real. Let's go to our next match. This is Adrian Bird and Bobby Blaze versus Sid. Mm. Squash match. It's like, well, I know what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah, no need to pay attention to this too much. Then we get a revolution promo as Dean Malenko comes out with the TV title. 
Uh, Tanae says Malenko stole the title last week. Do you guys remember that? Nope. Not even a little bit. Not even one. Uh, and I, here's here's the question for you guys. So Malenko's nine inches. holding... Mm. Malenko's holding nine inches? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, good on you, Dean. <laughs> uh, Malenko's holding the belt. Oh. The around his cock? Around his cock. He's, no, it's around his shoulder. It's called the Parker. Yeah. However... His cock's around his shoulder. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. However... <laughs> Wrap it around, strap it up. He's holding the title belt, but isn't Saturn the one going for it? Yes. Yeah. So why isn't you don't Saturn hold? You don't worry It'll about all that. be explained shortly. You know what's... I wonder, so funny enough, if he actually stole the belt on this episode and they fucked up. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, God damn this company. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. Uh, Malenko has a match with Steiner tonight and says if Sid tries to get interfered, the revolution will be behind him. Probably in picture in picture. I get the feeling. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that was good. I get the feeling the company thought the revolution would work a hell of a lot better than it actually has. Because they're sure getting every opportunity to be a big deal in this company. So, uh, unfortunately, and um, some other company 20 years later would make the same mistake, uh, they picked the leader of a group called Revolution uh, who didn't need to revolt for any no. reason. Kind of like in Retribution. <laughs> those guys who were in NXT didn't need to retribute anything. Is that a word? I'm making it a word. Fuck it. Uh, and then the same logo, Fuck, yes, which is weird. Is word. Yeah. Uh, Someone's been watching the network. <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 we'll do that. that. That works for me. Like, Dominic Daddy is essentially fucking Shane Douglas at this point. And that's, that's not high praise. That's demoralizing is what that is. I still don't know why Malenka's holding the belt while Saturn's the one going for it. But I digress. Let's go to our next match. It's Barry Wyndham with the Rednecks minus Curly Bill. Has it happened yet? Versus, yes, Versus <laughs> Booker T. With Stevie Ray. David, I, wa- I wish he'd come out with them before they Nitro. People are like, what the, like, what the fuck is going fuck? on? Uh, he's kidnapped Vincent. <laughs> he's busy back at the uh, ranch house getting the steaks ready. Oh, the meat sauce. Got it. <laughs> uh, back and forth match here. Uh, Rednecks trying to get involved at points. Uh, Wyndham does. <laughs> By the way, I was expecting Bobby Duncan to show up after. Continuation. Yeah. <laughs> But he wasn't there since he had shoulder and knee surgery. Uh, Wyndham does the suplex with the pin, but Stevie Ray pulls Wyndham's leg. Booker T goes to the top rope, but Kendall shoves Booker T. Rev calls to the bell. Kendall and Stevie Ray uh, hit Stevie Ray at the tag belt, and they beat up Harlem Heat. We get another recap of Nitro. I do not remember that fucking match at all. I don't remember a single second of that match. Yeah, I barely do. Uh, Luger showing Sting the photo. Sting entering Hogan's locker room. Uh, where Hogan's talking to Bret Hart, Sting seeing uh, going to the other locker room, seeing Ma- Hogan's locker room, seeing Macho and George. Uh, then we get to see the lights going out and somebody attacking Sting, which we didn't see on yep. Nitro. Yeah, now we got the segment. Yes. <laughs> um, we then our next match is for the TV title, as it's Rick Steiner versus the guy holding it, Dean Malenko. Uh, match starts, and we go to commercial. We come back, and here comes Sid. Uh, Malenko gets thrown into Sid, and Sid comes into the ring and chokeslams Malenko. Douglas runs down, but Sid powerbombs him. Sid is taunting him and laughing at him, so Benoit runs in and puts in the crossface. 
Uh, Saturn tries to run down, but gets beat up by both Sid and Steiner. Um, I like that part of Sid laughing at him, and then Benoit's like, all right, you're in the position I need you to be in. Put you in. That's cool. But I don't understand. When you have a taped show, your commercials can be whatever you want them to be. Mm-hmm. Why, do, why take out the entire match? I, Knowing them, there <laughs> wasn't an entire match, and they booked it like this. Okay, we just immediately said walk out there. That's fair. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I don't... And they don't even make one reference that Malenko might be the one facing Hogan at, or... The winner of the... No, because, you know, they probably hadn't even thought of that yet. When they, they also uh, haven't referenced that all Bret Hart being here. Mm-hmm. Didn't even bring him up once. Nope. It's weird. There's not a brand split, but you would really think this is where that idea generated because Thunder and Nitro, for the most part, seem to be in completely different universes. Yeah. <sighs> completely independent of each other. Let's go to our main event, shall we? As I just hit puberty. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, as it's Bobby Bam Brady. Bam Bigelow versus Goldberg. <laughs> Line of the night, by the way. I don't know if you guys caught it. It's a pay-per-view level main event. I was like, you think? <laughs> like a year ago, yeah. for instance, if you had done that. Should have been. Probably would have been great. You mm. are correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you could have printed money with this match. <laughs> yeah. You know that match you go people wanted? A year ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Bam Bam with a lot of stalling. Also, uh, uh, no music again. I'm like, we're back to not music. No, He's nope. in a group, you dick. <laughs> uh, Bam Bam tries to do a running cross body, but Goldberg catches him and slams him down. Wait, didn't you see the DDP, Sid, and Steiner are the new triad? Yeah, they got kicked out. <laughs> uh, Bam Bam accidentally hits the ref. Uh, they wrestle for a bit. Then DDP runs down and attacks Goldberg, but Goldberg spears Bam Bam. As he sacrifices himself in front of DDP, Goldberg hits the jackhammer. Ref wakes up, makes the count. DDP enters the ring and attacks Goldberg with some uh, chair shots. Goldberg no-sells it, so he gets up, then walks to the back of the ramp, and then looks at the camera and goes, Paige, I'm going to kill you. That ends thunder. So... Let's uninspired. <laughs> an uninspiring thunder. So let's mark out no so. Hold on. Oh. Before Saturday we night. do that. Saturday night? Before we do that, let's okay. do Saturday night. Okay. Okay. On uh, 9-11. Perry Saturn defeats Bobby Blaze. Hmm. Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeats LaParka. How what? dare you? Six-man tag team match. Brian Nobbs, Hugh Morris, and Jerry Flynn defeat... The No Limit Soldiers. B.A. Swollen 4x4. They're still a thing. On Saturday night. What what music do they come out to? Generic fucking music. (laughs) Prince Iakea defeats Barry Horowitz. Because Barry Horowitz. Right in the middle of the show, a U.S. title match. Chris Benoit defeats Mike Enos in a match that had me written all over it. I dug it. Hmm. Up next, we had an ICP promo on Saturday night. Ooh. How was that? Um, it wasn't great, but it had moments. I like they, they kind of embellished what they've gone through. You know, uh, Kidman uh, broke a couple of their ribs. Okay. Uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero tried to break their back by jumping off the rafters with a frog splash. <laughs> you know, Rey Mysterio tried to, you know, kick the nose off their face. Um, but they've survived it all. They're tougher than everyone. Hmm. All right. 
Disco Inferno defeats Norman Smiley. No, Norman Smiley. Not Norman. Then we get the Catbow infomercial. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. My only favorite part um, is where one of the girls behind him is turned into a testimonial who's like, nobody cares what all you fat, ugly losers behind me are thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Like, was it white from Dodgeball? <laughs> Here's something weird. Rey Mysterio Jr. and Chavo Guerrero what Jr. What the hell? Defeated Scott and Steve Armstrong. What's happening? During the end of the match, Chavo and Rey kind of get into it, and Eddie has to come down and play Peacekeeper. In the main event, Shane Douglas, Shane Douglas well, and Shane Dean Malenko defeat the, the Rock and Roll Revolution. Defeated Steve Regal and David Taylor. Damn. Now. Regal's so glad he came back. The Rock and Roll Revolution, <laughs> baby. I think it's time we mark out. No sound for fall, or bro. No 1999. Wait, hold on. Show. Hold on. Show. I was going to mark out No Cell with you fine folks, but then Friday, September 10th, I woke up and uh, discovered some news. I think we might want to share with everybody. Okay. Eric Bischoff has effectively been fired from WCW. Oh, oh. Shh. but he was just in Vegas. How about yeah, he was in Vegas a week ago. Technically, he was reassigned to a new position in the Turner organization, but make no bones about it, he was fired. Huh. A number of issues led to this, including numerous bad deals. No Limit Soldiers, Kiss. Hootie Who. Hootie Who. Falling TV ratings, declining attendance, poor pay-per-view buy rates. The company in the long run term or short term will be run by Bill Bush, who was a WCW executive. That's um, a Bush League. TV producer Craig Leathers has the final say on creative decisions, and the oh, booking God. committee is the same as it has been. Nash, Dusty, Kevin Sullivan. Brother. Um, yeah. Hmm. He was told to just go home for a while and uh, think about it. Wow. Wow. Uh, hold on. Oh, there's more. The current $1 million giveaway contest was the first thing they're pulling the plug on after firing him. Yep. <laughs> he was also criticized for the Master P debacle that cost tons of money, spending close to $1 million for Kiss and Megadeth each to perform on Nitro. There's, there's that million dollar. Paying Dennis Rodman $1 million for a pay-per-view match. There's they did a terrible buy rate. Many people in the organization were also highly upset that someone like Chris Jericho who was never more than a mid-carter in WCW, went to the WF and immediately became one of the more popular stars they have on their TV show. Add that to what uh, WF has been able to do with the big show in nine months. Not to mention losing six-figure pay-per-view gate money by doing free shows in Sturgis. Um, Yeah. So I thought that's important enough to share on the podcast here we do. Is that Eric Bischoff is gone. That is um, shocking. Also might explain why Nitro was a fucking just disaster this week. And uh, all those points, not wrong. Nope. He is, uh, Meltzer I'm assuming? Yep. Uh, 100% right about every bit of that. Basically, he lost the Midas touch. And uh, everything he's touching is turned to uh, red instead of gold. So... Damn. Having said that, we're now going into a pay-per-view in two days, gentlemen, where there's effectively nobody running the ship, because while Bill Bush is taking his place... He doesn't give a fuck about this place. He had aspirations of not being this. Yes. 
He wanted to be at the head head table of Turner. So we don't have we don't have a, a captain at the at the, uh, so f- the wheel. Effectively, your captain is Kevin Nash at this point, right? I mean, I know Craig Leathers has you don't yeah. have shit. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Kevin Nash has final say. Kevin Nash uh, because Dusty Rhodes is about to be fired. Yeah. So, goddamn. Well, how does that change your anticipation level for what we are going to be watching? It bumps it up. It bumps Did it up. Did you know this, that it happened back then? Yeah. Yeah. Word got out pretty quick. And I wasn't even on the computer. Um, internet. Like, but it was word like, ooh. So, um, I probably would have found out, to be fair, like a couple days later. Yeah. So like on the pay-per-view itself, or Monday, I would have heard. So before we, we mark out this, I'm curious about this now. Because uh, I knew at some point it happened, I didn't know when. I, I couldn't remember the date. Um, when you found out... What did you think was next for Bischoff? What did you think they were going to do? Did you guys have any... Uh, did you, I guess, did you have any predictions? Did Meltzer have any predictions? I wasn't. This early? Um, he, he um, to be honest, he pretty much predicted it right. He said the ship was sunk, and uh, they're not going to find anybody like Bischoff to be able to take what they have and make it work again, and that they'd probably just sell off assets within a couple years. That was his actual take in September 99. Ouch. So, holy shit. Ouch. Um, in terms of me personally, I was hopeful because I love WCW. With yeah. every fiber of my being, I love WCW. Mm-hmm. I was hoping, you know, maybe Eric's just burnt out and they can find somebody else to write the ship. It was clear what the steps needed to be. Less Hogan, less Piper, less Nash, less all of them. Yeah. And more young guys. It stung because we knew, and I say we, but there was a group of us, you know, that we would talk about this all the time. We knew Jericho was the, the, the blow because... The final one. While Benoit, great wrestler, but he... As Sid on Saturday night cuts a promo with Mean Gene where he says, look, you're a great wrestler, but you don't have the charisma. You don't have the complete skill set. He's not wrong. No, he's His not. His promo is garbage. Yeah. He is terrible at promos. Uh, Malenko, never a great promo. No. Saturn's erratic. Uh, Jericho was the guy who could own, not only back it up in the ring, but had the charisma and the promo. He should have been leading the revolution. Yes. yes. Um, Bagwell's not the guy. No. So, like, all these guys, none of them are the dude. Jericho was the guy. You lost him. Proven night one on Raw. Yep. And he would verbally spar with The Rock. So, like, who, who are we going to turn to? Mm-hmm. Ray, not the guy. Kidman, not the guy. Mm-hmm. Eddie, as he's been used in WWE, not the guy. Uh, Goldberg, it was clear they'd already fucked up they Goldberg fucked to the point up. of no return. Yep. Sting is too old at this point. He's too yep. in, he's, uh, entrenched, is the better word. There was two guys. There were two guys that we, honest to God, all, the, the little group of us that we, all, we always talked. There were two guys still under contract, but they were both highly question marks. One was Booker T, mm-hmm. but they had just shoved him back into a tag team. Yep. Thus negating all the work they had done. Scott Steiner. And Scott Steiner, who was so injured, we weren't sure he would ever come back. But he was also the only other guy that they that had reinvented himself and built himself up to be something bigger mm-hmm. and could possibly be the dude. That was it. Everyone else was like, they're a canyon, great wrestler, not the guy. No. Nope. There was no one else. DDP, not the guy. Nope. Like, Luger is clearly no longer the guy. It can't be Flair again. There was nobody coming up on the horizon rookie-wise. Like, it was... At this point, you're like... 
Maybe by a way of a miracle, Goldberg gets red hot again. And maybe Booker and Scott can become big dudes. Other than that, there's not a lot of hope. That is... Having said that, though, crazy. we never thought it would go out of business. Because it was always... A, I mean, and if, Ted, always, and if Ted Turner hadn't sold to AOL, it wouldn't have gone out. Because no. he liked it, and he liked it being cheap programming on his TV station. As long as he was still the big boss, it would have been fine. Yep. But uh, once he sold, he effectively fired himself. Yeah. He didn't know that at the time. Because they, they moved him off the board, and he was like, well, fuck. For such a smart businessman, how did he not see that coming? I, it was clear it was a takeover. So, so having said all that, let's mark out a now. Let's now Joe's out. back with us now after they, we had our conversation. Oh no, I was there. Do they reference anything? No, no, nope. no, no. Six man tag team match: The Filthy Animals, Rey Mysterio Jr., Eddie Guerrero, Billy Kidman, take on Vampiro and the Insane Clown Posse. Sure, why not? Yeah, oh, that is weird. I like it. <laughs> He's doing it for Bobby. WCW Cruiserweight title match. Lenny Lane defends against Kaz Hayashi. No. Uh, no. I just had that match. <laughs> no disqualification tag team match. Hugh Morrison, Brian Nobbs take on Dean Malenko and Shane Douglas. Nope. No, I'm good. Singles match for the TV title. Rick Steiner defends against Perry Saturn. Singles match, Berlin takes on Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hard <laughs> no, and also what? That's why when you said what does Bagwell become Duggan, we lost it. Yep. It's like, holy uh, shit. <laughs> you'll find out why on the, on the pay-per-view war stories. Why is Hacksaw Jim Duggan now versus... too close? I, you know, Berlin. there's no point in saving that till the pay-per-view is pretty obvious. Yeah. No, Buff refused the job. And instead of somebody making him... They just replaced him with Duggan. So Duggan had to go out there and do the job. And I got news for you. Duggan wasn't too fucking happy about it. And he let it be known. Oh, my God. Yes. That's what's going on there. Spoiler. Worst match of the night. <laughs> I don't know. You heard me say that one tag match for Shane Douglas, right? <laughs> because Jim Duggan. <laughs> oh, where'd my results go? <laughs> uh, here we go. Tag team title match. West Texas Rednecks, those fighting Wyndham boys, defending against Harlem Heat. No. No, I'm good. Singles match for the U.S. title. Chris Benoit defends against Sid Vicious. Nah. Nope. Singles match. Diamond Dallas Page meets Goldberg. No. Nah, fuck. WCW World Heavyweight title match. Hulk Hogan defends against Sting. Slight. Slight. Slight, yeah. Sting and Hogan's always a big deal. And that, my friends, is Fall Brawl. Uh, so, Corey, I noticed uh, you didn't say War Games anywhere in that, in that list. Yeah, where's that War Games? Told you, no War Games. But, but it's Fall Brawl. I think the War Games is us watching it. It's uh, a very interesting show. It's got a weird energy to it. I mean... I mean, this is a... We've been saying it all year. What a weird week. <laughs> but this particular time frame, this is a company in flux. Yeah. Uh, know, it's it's kind of like firing the coach, like, two days before the game. Like, just give it to Monday. Like, what are you doing? Like, okay. It's a little weird, isn't it? A little weird? It is weird. Speaking of weird. <laughs> Segway. Let's move on to... <laughs> 
SmackDown. We're in Albany, New York. In the Civic Center? No, Pepsi Center. Pepsi Arena. Pepsi Arena. And we started off. Side of the 1992 Royal Rumble. Ooh. Greatest Royal Rumble of all time. It's like third best. No. Greatest one. Greatest story of talent. Bobby Heenan. Greatest call ever for a color guy. (sighs) And then the main event, Beverly Brothers, the Bushwhackers. Yeah. We started off with Kane showing up in his tracksuit. Yeah, what the fucking mask on? Like, hey, God damn it, dude! Don't you know that burned demons need to look good? Need to look good too. Ah, I loved it. What are you saying arson victims can't be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an arson victim, I guarantee uh, you look you 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 look good in a tracksuit. What the hell? What, man? You working for the men's warehouse physical yeah, uh, yeah. phys ed edition? Yeah, the Kane. <laughs> You got any button-ups? <laughs> I guarantee, you said I guarantee, you look good. I'm looking for a windbreaker. <laughs> uh, he shows up, and then a car pulls up beside him, and it's Triple H in China, as they attack him with a pipe and a large wrench. Of course. This feels like hell to Kumar. Yep. <laughs> uh, then Undertaker and Big Show come out of nowhere, and Show grabs Triple H, but China low blows him, and then they run off as uh, Mankind's... Uh, as Taker's checking on uh, Kane. Yeah, fuck Big Show, I guess. Yeah. So let's go to her first match. What a way to start SmackDown. Well, yep, yeah, and we're going to go uh, with Bossman going to the ring. As they show a recap from uh, last week's uh, SmackDown with Al Snow eating uh, pepper and then dressing up like Avatar on Raw tonight. Bossman asks, who's the top dog now? Trying to get that cheap heat. Um, I was like, Roman Reigns, dog. WWF with their goddamn subtlety hammers yep. here in this fucking promo. Uh, Bossman says that no one's crazier than him. He's willing to feed someone a dog. He can he'll rip out the heart of anyone. So Bossman makes an open challenge to anyone in the back. He's an animal lover. Any dog lovers. Any dog lovers. He's going to neuter them. And then, dun, 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 like some remix as it's the British Bulldog. Oh, let me break you here for a minute to talk about that damn thing. Okay. I was like, what the hell is this? This British, this rural Britannia club mix that he comes out to here. First of all, it's not that bad, if I'm going to be honest with you. And what I mean by that is, this is not what he used back at the time. If you would believe it, when he came back in 99, they gave him this generic new metal sounding instrumental track with a couple of dogs barking at the beginning of it. Gross. I remember this one. So I'm expecting that song. And then I'm like, what is this? This is like an updated remix. Like, why the fuck didn't they just use this at the time? Um, Bulldog comes out wearing a, in sweatshirts and a jean jacket, uh, short and a, uh, jeans. If I can be honest, didn't pop for that. I was like, hmm. The look? Or just him, just him. Just him. Him being there. Uh, uh, yeah, well, because there's so much ugly stuff around it. Uh, they fight for a split second in the crowd. Bossman tries to bulldog, uh, hit Bulldog with a chair, but Bulldog catches it and then throws it into him. And then Bulldog grabs the nightstick and then clotheslines him for the win. Your new winner and hardcore champion, British Bulldog. However, uh, I guess, Corey, you can hit the music if you want. Here comes Al Snow dressed up as Leaf Cassidy. I enjoyed this. I I did too. 
as he's coming down doing the rocker dance in the middle of the ring celebrating and then he realized he's like not a leave Cassidy not again <laughs> Jerry Lawler was like what is he doing and then he starts <laughs> like he realizes what he's doing and then gets back into the dancing the fisting and then he runs up the ramp and what? Like, what? what was that what was that he was doing the dancing no nope. the... after that you said fisting <laughs> You, you said like, fisting. You were like, yeah, the dancing and the fisting. And the, and oh, like, yeah, what? sure. Whoa! <laughs> no, I didn't the, see that. The fisting and the must dancing. Have, must have knocked that off the network version. Yeah. Uh, then Alistair runs up the ramp, and then Bulldog <laughs> hands him the title, mm. and then yeah. walks away, and then Al looks at him, starts fisting the title. So it means a lot, uh, Corey. Belt really prestigious. Yeah. That's a sec- By the way, that's the second belt in two weeks that someone in the day has just handed to someone else. There you yeah. that's, that's cool. We'll go this, back. Uh, we'll go back, Bulldog. I don't like this. <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, we... well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I don't mind Bulldog coming back, like, in terms of personal. Like, he got fucked over at WCW. Yeah. They fired him while he was clinging to life in a hospital bed. Yeah. So I don't blame him for coming back. But it was used. Yeah. And just... And, and we've talked about it with other people... 1999, the British Bulldog doesn't fit. That's a that's a stupid gimmick. No, it's it's. But what else are you gonna do with him? Yeah, but I, he's. I mean, I again, I will also give him credit. I I can't say the look is great, but at least, at least he's not there in the loud the Union, Union Jack, Jack covered, um, with like, uh, fringe all over him, like you know the old days, because that is definitely out in 1999. Yeah. At least he's got a different look. But yeah, I agree. At the time, I was like, he doesn't really fit in the Attitude Era. Like, but I mean, gotta he make a living. Suit belt, you know what and, and uh, you know, Vince saw a good opportunity to make him look good. Yeah. Good old PR. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, commentary Hey, we have a Bury the Live tag match tonight for the Tag Team Championships Rock and Mankind versus Show and Undertaker. How nuts is it? There's a buried alive match on network television. The and not third pay-per-view. week of network television. This is only the third buried alive match. And and they show it, it's like the your typical buried alive match. It's you know, giant dirt pit with the yeah. grave t- gravesite. Uh we go backstage and we see Kane pouring gasoline on Triple H's car. Best part is Triple H runs, notices it, and then goes and grabs the belt instead of fighting Kane. <laughs> yeah, he knows uh, it's important. Well, Kane. unlike Bulldog, he cares about his belt. And then Kane pours gasoline well, on Triple H in China and try to light them on fire. I don't think I try to save the hardcore title. No. <laughs> then they run off. Uh, so our next match, Edge and Christian versus the new brood of Hardy, the Hardy Boys. I'm not going to complain about this. No, it's like, all right. Uh, Edge and Christian run down through the crowd, but Stevie Richards has followed suit, dressed up like Gangrel. He thinks Meanie's no longer here. (laughs) No, I love this. This is where Stevie's... They're doing a gimmick where Stevie's trying to ingratiate himself to whoever he can. He wants to be part of something. Hmm. Just like... Like, uh, almost like Curly Bill. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, hey, if I gotta be a fucking vampire, I'll do it. You know, whatever. Cool, man. <laughs> uh, this was a quick, not in time, but like quick back and forth match between both guy, uh, teams. Uh, Jeff uh, with the swanton over the top rope to the outside. Matt that, with, was a, that was a hard bump, too. Yeah. The whole edge took, 
I wonder why Edge has a fucked up neck. Jesus you ever, Christ, you, you dude. Know, you ever hear wrestlers always talk about how they have bump cards? Yeah. yeah. You ever think Jeff just like went around the locker room stealing other people's bump cards? It's like, it's like, like, he's it's, got like 42 of them in his back pocket. You, you guys remember like the Subway cards? Like you order 10, get yeah. 10, and you yeah. get 11. Like that's probably what he was doing. Um, Gangrel tries to hit the Impeller, but Stevie Richards comes in and hits the Stevie kick. Uh, Edge and Christian do a double team move. And uh, like a sidewalk slam with a leg drop, I think it was, for the win. Uh, Gangrel tries to get in doing this, but Stevie holds him back. Edge and Christian see uh, Stevie celebrating with them. They have a confused look on their face, so they run (laughs) through the crowd. And um, Stevie uh, follows. The lights go out. She thinks it's going to be a bloodbath, but nope, lights come back on. And it's Kane as he chokeslams all three members of the new brood. I don't know. What the answer with this to this would be, but does this feel like a waste of Gangrel? I think it's yeah. a waste of the Hardys. Well, I mean, for I mean, yes, yeah. but I think like, it's a waste of all three of them. I feel like he could offer more, but I don't know what that more would be because this is not really a gimmick for him. It's a life. It's a straight up lifestyle. I think that yes, he is being wasted in this, and that I think he could be. A perfectly serviceable mid-card guy. Uh, if nothing else, you know, actually know what would be perfect for him? The hardcore division. I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. The hardcore division. Instead of just being like a, um, a lackey manager yeah. for now two different teams. Yeah, put him in the hardcore division. Him and, you know, Al Snow and Bossman and Blackman yeah. and whoever. Yeah. <laughs> Black man. Yes. Black man. Uh, Kane chokeslams all three members. Then he grabs the mic and says that, uh, I'm going to burn Triple H tonight. Burn the flesh off his body. Yep. Uh, we see Lillian Garcia trying to get a hold of a bulldog, but he leaves the arena. British bulldog. No. Come here. Have you seen Black man? <laughs> uh, no, we see Xbox showing up looking for Kane. I'm bizarre. I, I said that. I swear Why did you God. give up the hardcore title? Because I'm bizarre. <laughs> I honestly said that in my head. <laughs> when he's walking, when she's, when he's walking away and she has a question like in my head, I'm like, because I'm bizarre. Uh, we see uh, Lillian with Triple H. Um, Triple H says if he's going to uh, do, uh, douse me in gasoline, I'm going to douse uh, Kane with his own blood. So I'm going to give him a title shot tonight as um, I'm going to bring the title on the sledgehammer to the ring. Triple H on that DDP program as a heel champion. <laughs> uh, we see X-Pac uh, come out and he wants to talk to Kane, so Kane comes out. X-Pac tells him that he needs to get his mind right because uh, he has a championship uh, match tonight and he knows he can do it since he's been a champion before. He needs to get his mind right. Um, but he's going to have to do the match without him as X-Pac won't come out. So then we see Undertaker they and K- uh, Under- see Under- Undertaker and Big Show backstage watching, and uh, Big Show's kind of wiping himself down. I wonder why. Uh, X- shots. Yeah. X-Pac says last week, uh, he said last week, if you get involved, they're done. X-Pac says that the team is over. They broke up. How unfortunate. We're done, dude. Then we go backstage and we see two guys wearing luchador masks as it's Fink and Jericho. You don't know that. Hey. can't see under the hood. 
I happen to know for a fact that that's the vaunted lucha team Los Guapos. Oh well, one well, that was weird because one's wearing like the shiny uh, ja- uh, shirts that Jericho wear. Corey, My bad. Rave, rave, rave culture is big in Mexico. Corey, I hate to dispel the database, but I, I have I know for a fact that was a Viano seven and eight. They jump ship, dude. Yeah. You weren't supposed to out who Los Guapos were. Well, you know, God we, damn it. We, we keep it real here hey, on No Sun Entertainment. Kayfabe, kayfabe. Uh, we go, we go to back to the ring with the Hollies as, uh, hardcore Holly wants anybody to come down to have a match for some that meets the re- the requirements of a super heavyweight. Triple H music hits, but here comes China. Uh, Holly says that he's a man and she's a woman. If yep. she was a man <laughs> and if she was a man and those 200 pound silicone bags she has might make, might me have her meet the requirements as a man. At first, I thought this was the infamous SmackDown promo between Hardcore Holly and China. No. But it's not. Not yet. Uh, Holy shit. So China hits Hardcore with the scale. Crash and Hardcore argue after she hits a DDT. Um, I wonder if that'll make the network. uh, Jeff Jarrett runs down and attacks China. Mr. Ass comes out and makes the save since he's facing our guys. If that's somebody's dog on the network, I, I suspect yeah, it'll be yeah. there. Uh, Mr. Ass helps China up, but then hits her with a famouser. <laughs> Baby face. Crash and uh, is laughing at hardcore, so they begin to fight again. I love it. <laughs> it is the attitude era of the day, so if you beat up a woman, you are a babyface. Mm. I mean, if you burn up somebody's house, maybe you're a babyface. <laughs> you know? uh, we see... Uh, X-Pac now leaving the arena. So short night for him. Oh, damn, man. How did this fucking job? Yeah, click schedule right there. Right. Jesus uh, Christ. Then we see Kane soaking somewhere in the room, in her dark room again. Rock and Mankind show up. Mankind thanks The Rock for giving him a ride. Uh, Mankind was riding in his trunk. You know, the more I see Kane the last two weeks doing the sulking, tormented monster bit, mm-hmm. the more I realize they missed the boat when they had a chance a year later when a certain somebody comes in. They were going to have that certain somebody be like manipulating Kane uh, to do his evil bidding. Um, because what about him? You know, I mean, it would have worked. But I, hey, Kane wears a tracksuit now. I love that. Uh, Flock wears tracksuits. The Rock does the uh, it doesn't matter what you think. And Mankind's like, I like that. I should use that. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. It matter what you think. I like that. Uh, because the mankind <laughs> has it, his new, Fuck, man. mankind has his new shirt, testicular fortitude, and wants to know how Rock thinks of it. And you want to know how I think? It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter. I kind of like that. I'm have to use that one of these days. <laughs> Foley at this point is just like he is such a master of using other things because he can't do the one thing anymore. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't have it, but... He's got that mind. He doesn't have that fastball, but he's got that wicked curve still. Oh, god damn it. So he's leaning into this, it. He's a knuckleball pitcher is what he yeah. is. Yeah. He's fucking R.A. Dickey. He's Tim it. Wakefield. He's t- I was just going to say, he's Tim fucking Wakefield. Um, the Rock is Aaron fucking Boone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to our next match. Bradshaw versus Bubba Ray Dudley. Bubba Ray of no entrance. This hmm. could be ugly. Yeah. <laughs> this could be bad. No yeah. entrance. I don't know why. Um... They cut something they're out. Not, no, they're not going to give the Dudleys anything until they prove themselves. Oh, okay. I mean, that's fair. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it, but. To me, it seemed like it was a network edit, but I don't. I, um, who, do, who do you think has more heat at this time right now? 
The Dudleys or Chris Jericho? Dudleys. And they didn't do anything to deserve it. And they Jericho. didn't really do Jericho. If you're not WWF. Yeah, welcome yeah. to WWF, guys. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I never before or never since has one entity um, caused another entity so much bullshit. Fucking public enemy. For only for the reason that they happen to have worked in the same place before. It's ridiculous in a way. It's like, there is no confusing the two teams in talent. No, like, not at all. The Dudleys are so good. Bubba Ray's an insufferable douchebag, but yeah. he's a very talented, insufferable douchebag. Like, they're a great team. Public Enemy was a great example of Paul Heyman's greatest strength. They were... The road dog. They were the godfather. They were a gimmick that was over. He, Paul Heyman, nobody has been better than Paul Heyman ever in the world of wrestling for hiding weaknesses and highlighting strengths. And they are the gleaming example of that. Um, this, a, this was like a brawl. There's, there yeah. was not a lot of wrestling moves. Nope. Not surprised. Uh, a lot of uh, Bradshaw hits a big shoulder tackle and a yep. clothesline from hell. Uh, Bradshaw goes to the powerbomb, but Devon gets in and attacks Bradshaw. For gets in, the both teams brawl until the refs break it up. This match alone was just a f- all-out brawl. And you know what I love in all these like initiation matches because I mean, Edge Christian did it, the Hardys did it. You're taking that clothesline at some point, and. Essentially, how you take it determines whether or not you get to, I don't know, have a career. You're dead on, brother. Like, that's, that's the list. Because uh, he, like, I mean, he, he works stiff anyways. Um, but in these matches, he is not holding back. And he is taking his fucking head off of that yep. clothesline. He is aiming for it. Yep. Uh, we Jesus. go. We go to Lilian Garcia with Boss Man. As boss Man just yells at that's her. That's Boss Man. Boss Man. <laughs> As he just yells at her, doesn't know what the pl- oh he he doesn't know what the plan is between Bo- uh, Snow and Bulldog. He's gonna get revenge on both men by skinning them. <laughs> Let's go to the ring with Test or Andrew and Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie calls out her mom Briscoe and Patterson as they have a announcement. They've set a date. Well, and don't be late. Uh, as she accepted the proposal last week, their date. Their wedding date is now Monday. Weird day. October 11th, 1999. You mean... No. It's a T... It's going to be on Raw, guys. You mean the Monday Night Raw that emanates from the Georgia Bowl in Atlanta? What? What? WCW's back... The place where Goldberg beat Hogan is now going to be a Raw... Arena? Yes, sir. Yeah. At the new uh, Phillips Arena, I believe is what it was called. That's where that WWE went. Yeah. WWE got the new arena, so Raw decided, hey, fuck you, we'll take that big dome and uh, in your backyard and you know sell more than you because we're hotter, um, which they were. Yep. Um, I like stuff like this. I mean, it was because it meant something to me. Like you know, that's a month out. In Nitro. Hey, Nitro was in Hartford, Connecticut the night Warrior debuted. Yep. That's literally Titan's backyard. So I kind of dig it when it's like, oh, really? Georgia Dome? Uh, okay. Right. Cool. If, so I haven't seen that episode in a long time. Obviously, I know that segment well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I hope Goldberg is on that show. <laughs> I fucking really do. God damn it, dude. I hope Goldberg fucking, like, Patterson beats Goldberg or something. Just comes out to the music. <laughs> just something. <laughs> yes. So, the wedding date sets Monday, October 11th, 1999. But then the posse with Terry come out. Steph tells him enough is enough. As then Shane comes out, tells the posse to leave. The war with Test is over. Shane wants to apologize to everybody in the ring for his past actions. Uh, sorry for all the random attacks on Tess by the posse. The crowd chants that he's an asshole, and he's like, I've been one of, I've those, been one of those, and I deserve it. And it just warmed the cockles of my heart that he gave Murphy the right to date Aaliyah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, Tess but and Stephanie, Steph- that's what yeah. I meant. That's what I meant. As they, uh, Shane gives Stephanie his blessings. And tells Tess to do the right, uh, do the right thing, and treat Stephanie right. I know they've been feuding on TV, but that one line bothered me. It's like you know, the brother gives you his blessings. Who the fuck cares what the brother thinks? Uh, Who the t- fuck cares what the dad thinks? I'm Tess, that too. But yeah. I mean. Tess and Shay, uh, Shane shake hands, and Stephanie hugs, and Shane shakes everybody else's hands, and full goal. <laughs> I want to ask for your hand in marriage, but I, uh, I first need to reach out to your third cousin, twice removed. I, uh, so two things. I actually enjoyed the segment. It was fine. Um, and I can't help it since I know where this leads. I thought Stephanie, because of that, was especially good here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just playing this, like, love struck, just like helpless. I just want my whole family to get along. I want you to all like my boyfriend. Hey, I understand she has a thing for tall, jacked, blonde guys. Yeah. With the long hair? Yeah. Mm, dig it. Dude. <laughs> uh, so you're saying there's a chance, <laughs> brother. Chip has made a mistake. <laughs> uh, well, then we see Kane rock backstage with a blow to- uh, blowtorch. Yeah, fuck, dude. That things escalated quickly. Things <laughs> escalated quickly. <laughs> like, 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 he's like... Is that a blowtorch? <laughs> so basically what we've learned is, and this is very important, do not leave Kane alone with his thoughts in a room. Because <laughs> this goes on, we set someone on fire. Like, too much is a sledgehammer. That's cool. I'm going to bring the fire the of death. Fire. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Then we go to Lillian with the rock and mankind. As, the uh, rock and mankind. Mankind. As, uh, Mantor. Mantor. As The Rock uh, looks at Lillian's like, do I give you goosebumps? Hmm? Or you can goosebump your ass out of here. Good, because I understand she needs to go look for a black man. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, everybody else. Uh, Rock says that they're going to bo- bury both of them and shove the uh, shovel up their candy asses. <laughs> a lot of candy asses. As uh, Mankind then begins to sing, uh, ha, 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 bury alive, bury alive, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Barry Live. <laughs> That's it. That's it. He sings Barry Live, the BG Staying Alive uh, re- cover. I, I know The Rock is an all timer. God, you forget how good Foley, how good he is here. Yep. They play off each other so well. So then we go to our oh, next match it. for the WWF Championship. Uh, Triple H with China versus Kane. That's really early in the show. Really is. Uh, China brings out a sledgehammer. This is the first time, maybe he did last week, but Triple H does the apron spot where he spits the water and holds the title up in the... Yep, it's a thing now. Is this his first? I think he might have did it last week. I think he did it last week. 
He did it last week. He did it on so that so the camera didn't show it, but he went around and did it. Mm. Well, camera shows that May Young and the fabulous Moolah are in the crowd. Moolah. Uh, Kane dominates Triple H for a while until Kane goes for the choke slam and China gets on the mic and tells uh, her that she's friends with the X Pac. She can talk to him. <laughs> I'll talk to Sean for you. Diabolical. Uh, then uh, Triple H low blows Kane. Uh, Kane does his clothesline from the top rope. He gets major air tonight. Uh, from for me, this was a SmackDown special. And I'll be honest, I didn't mind this, this match. Is a good match. Yeah. Um, Kane chokeslams Triple H and is going to go for the tombstone, but China then hits Kane in the back with the sledgehammer. Triple H pedigrees Kane for the win. Uh, Triple H and China are about to attack Kane again, but Show and Taker come out of nowhere and chase them off. See, there's things I don't like about what's going on in WF right now. And, and what you just, what happened at the end of that match is one of them. And that is. Um, China interferes mm-hmm. and goes for the heel beat down with Triple H after the match. But in her own feud with Jeff Jarrett, she's, she's a baby the sympathetic babyface yep. standing up for women's rights. And it's like, you can't be both at the same time. It, I brought that up with Zen. So yeah. I was like, this is kind of blowing my mind that it's weird because at this time, it's, she's the heel with Triple H, but in, in her own storyline, the crowd is behind her. Mm-hmm. But when she's with Triple H, she gets booed. Yeah. Similar to Gangrel, uh, this is a bad use of China, and China honestly has outgrown this role. Yeah, she's way too big for this at this point. I mean, and at least they seem to have realized it. That that's true. Building, you yeah. know, to them splitting off. But, but. yeah, no, uh, he's got the belt, mm-hmm. and she, she's just too big for that role. She could do something better now, mm-hmm. and I think they're getting there. But this weird middle ground where it's both, it just it doesn't work. Also, it's like, oh, wow, he had a really good match with Kane. Who'd have thunk it? It's almost like you didn't have to have Austin, Taker, or Rock constantly be the main event challenger for the title. You could have had other people like a Kane. Well, like Triple H should have won the match and been over and started. Uh, then we see Kane, uh, Ken Shamrock back, backstage looking for Chris Jericho. Uh, Ken Shamrock comes to the ring and tells uh, Jericho, uh, where is he since he called him out on Raw? Sir Jericho has two things he can do right now. One, come out and get his ass whooping. Or two, uh, Shamrock will come to the back and destroy everything he can find until he finds Jericho. Uh, Shamrock uh, (laughs) says, I'll give you the count of ten. He begins to walk up, and then Jericho's music hits. Well, first he fucked it up and said, I hope you choose one. And whatever, and then like he picks, and uh, whatever he says afterwards, and, and Cole is like, that's that's the wrong option, Ken. <laughs> you did it wrong, but thanks. <laughs> Shocking, Ken. Messed that up. Uh, Shamrock begins to uh, walk up the ramp, but then Jericho's music hits. The lights go out, come back in, and Jericho's like, I'm behind you, you stupid idiot. This is good. As he so turns good. around, Jericho's in a shark cage with a baseball bat. It's 20 years old. Uh, Jericho says the cage, he goes, the cage is here, isn't here to protect Jericho from Shamrock, it's protecting Shamrock from Jericho. (laughs) So good. Uh, Jericho tells Shamrock to look at the Titan Tron, and there's a photo of Shamrock being, uh, put in the line tamer from last week by Jericho. Uh, Jericho starts to poke Shamrock with the bat, but then Shamrock steals the bat, and Jericho's like, you know what, I'm tired of making fun of you. Uh, Harold raised the cage. 
So then we cut back, and Lillian is yelling at Fink for embarrassing her on Raw last um, this past week. Uh, then we cut back to uh, Jericho uh, yelling for Harold to raise it up, and then he's like, what are you going to do besides yell? Because at the time, uh, Shamrock gets in the zone and then begins to rip the bars apart and then pulls Jericho out and starts attacking him. Security come out and try to separate them, and... Uh, Jericho makes off while Shamrock then starts destroying all the security and officials. I forgot all this uh, in terms of Jericho and how he's mm-hmm. acting. Forget Y2J. I want more of Cruiserweight Jericho and WWF. This is gold, man. It's so good. I love I loved this. It's the, the, the shape, the, the gauge is. We, when we see it in 2020, we're like, really? But then, like, 20 years ago, you look at it, and you're like, this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, funny enough, so Vince always had that mindset, right, where they were using that giant guy the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And if I ever got him here, I would know how to use him. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. That sentiment was correct about Jericho. Because yeah. he changed nothing about the character and just let him do what he did and, like, in a prominent way. And it was getting over. And he's over every time he comes out with the crowd. That is Which, a pop. ironically, is I think the reason that the people who oh, yeah. went to bitch, bitch, because he was, he was you, getting over, over everyone. Like, with the exception of The Rock yeah. and Austin when he's on the show, uh, no one looks as fresh or the, the crowd doesn't get. I mean, people might get louder pops than him on um, the baby, like McFoley. Yeah. And of course, Rock. But, but Xbox not. But Xbox not. Nope. And the Road Dog isn't. Nope. And uh, Billy Gunn sure as fuck isn't. Nope. And Triple H, if you're Triple H, you don't want to get to pop, but you don't want someone getting that hot right now. Yeah, you don't want somebody else challenging that spot potentially. Because you're, it's it's not a sure thing for you yet. Nope. So unfortunately, I <sighs> not surprised. <laughs> uh, during the break, Fink and Jericho run to the car. Jericho tells Fink that he's fired. Let's go. Woo. Let's go back to the ring with, uh, with Deborah, uh, with Jarrett, Deborah, and Miss Kitty. Uh, Jarrett says that, that he's embarrassed that he's getting into the ring at Unforgiven with China. Uh, Jarrett, uh, Jarrett was taught with, that a woman's place is in the kitchen, barefoot and pregnant, and he believes that. Larry Z is like, hell yeah. <laughs> Larry Z with just an uncontrollable orgasm right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jericho says that he's a man's man and she's just a woman. Wait a minute. He's a man. Uh, Jarrett notices Moolah and has her come into the ring. Uh, Jarrett asks if Moolah, if back when she wrestled, would she be caught dead in the ring with a man? Um, but she said, uh, you know, I could fight. I would whip all their asses, but they wouldn't let me. Like, China's going to whoop your ass at Unforgiven. So Jarrett then blasts Moolah with a guitar. Face turn? Uh, see, here's, <laughs> I, I actually had, I had a thought as you guys were saying this. We all know what came out about Moolah yep. a couple years ago to the mainstream. Like, apparently people have known about it in the business forever. You don't say. Do you, <laughs> do you think, <laughs> maybe, are. just maybe, that all of these times that they brought Moolah back to do all these things then she ended up getting her ass kicked, I think it's all just been a giant rib on by Vince. Like, huh? Maybe. Like, I don't. I I seriously doubt he cares too much about the well being of the women she fucked around with. No. 
However, I can see him being vindictive and <laughs> how do you like it, bitch? <laughs> a chance. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, Mae Young gets in the ring and then Jarrett takes her down and puts her in the figure four. Heals her? <laughs> yes. He, he turned face yep, yep, and then 30 yep. seconds later turned heel again. Which is par for the course on a Vince Russo television show. Then we enter the big Valboski oh. as he's doing a promo, sir. Oh, okay. Of, I was like, what? It's, it's, it's like, I didn't enter shit. <laughs> it, Fuck that. It, that's what it was called. That was his new movie. As um, he talks about how he doesn't use weapons like nunchucks, but he uses his dick for pleasure. And then he has nunchucks with him, and then he turns to the girl beside him in the bed. So then Zen goes, so is he going to use those nunchucks on her? Or? <laughs> yes. I was hoping the woman in bed with him would be Lillian, and she would just say, are you referring to black man? Because <laughs> yeah, he said that he doesn't use these for pain. He uses them for pleasure. Yeah, yeah so obviously he's going to nunchuck the hell out of a bitch. Those are the biggest anal beads I've ever seen. <laughs> But I don't think you can call those beads. <laughs> we're doing we're doing porn vignettes again. Beads? We're back to that. God damn it, man! Creative has nothing for you, buddy. So let's just go back to the well. Let's, let's, let's in do all fairness, over. in all fairness, it's a porn character. Like, how many different ways can you go with that character before Classic. you go back to? Wow, they never did give me erectile dysfunction. That would have been nope. an interesting storyline. Like, he could have had the Godfather bring all the hoes out, and then he could have been ashamed because he couldn't get a stiffy looking at all these fucking hoes. Then, like, fucking, I don't know, fucking the Hollies could have come out and been like, oh, I see the only thing stiff in the ring is my scale. (laughs) (laughs) Better booking. Better booking. Let's go to our main event, guys. A buried alive (laughs) match for the WWF Tag Team Championships. This is the big show in Undertaker versus Mankind and The Rock. It's an all-out brawl between both teams. Big show... Puts Mankind on his shoulders and walks him up the ramp. <laughs> That's uh, a load. Right? Uh, Mankind and uh, Rock low blow Big Show with a shovel. And a few punches, Big Show falls into the grave. Mankind and The Rock begin to shovel dirt over the Big Show until Taker comes up and attacks Mankind. Taker grabs dirt and throws it into the eyes of The Rock. And then Rock and, uh, uh, Ma- uh, Rock Taker. and Taker fight backstage. So... Big Show, and, and while all that's happening, Big Show and Mankind are fighting on the stage. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what Big Show <laughs> decides to do? Yeet this bitch as he throws <laughs> Mankind off the stage. He then thuds onto the gra- uh, grave site and then slides into the grave. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, the thing is... It's like actual dirt. It's that shit doesn't move when it's packed. So, fuck. Foley, he bounces. Does he take any spots? You know? Jesus. God damn. I was about to say, like, this is the difference in these tag teams and how the the partners view each other. So, Mankind is beyond broken down at this point. I mean, fuck. And he's the member of that team taking these bumps. Yep. On the other team, Undertaker is beating the shit and it needs time off. And Big Show is doing all the work. Yep. Hey, Rock. Uh, <laughs> I, what you doing there, bud? That's, Raider doesn't work for me, brother. That's one of the more most iconic shots from SmackDown. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember is, this match vividly. Oh, yeah. I remember everything about this match. 
fucking Big Show chucking mm. him. And just hearing the thud. Like, ah, oh, god damn, that did not uh, feel good at yeah, all. I always forget how much he bounces. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I can't, like... To me, I wouldn't do either bump. But that this one, to me, is worse than the initial throw off the cage. Through the announced I table. can say that. There's not the second the one. There's more give in the table. Yeah, there's more give in the table. This is just, like, the sickening thud when he hits and bounces. is like, god. You ever, like... Falling off of like a swing or a porch, and it's that you're just like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, then it g- picks up from there. Yeah, then it picks <laughs> up. Then uh, where are we? Where are we at? So uh, Big Show reaches down for Mankind, but Mankind puts Mister Sako on. Big Show gets knocked out by Sako, and then Big Show falls into the gravesite. Mankind begins to bury him. We cut backstage with the Rock and. Taker fighting, and then Triple H comes out of nowhere and attacks The Rock. Then Kane comes out of nowhere and attacks Triple H. China hits him with a chair with no effect. Kane gives chase on to China. We see Undertaker going back to the gravesite. Undertaker hits Mankind with the shovel, and then Mankind falls in the gravesite. But then Mankind instantly gets up and like, nope, I'm not going in. Uh, then Undertaker puts him back in. Then Big Show jumps into the grave and smothers him. <laughs> Uh, If you want to call it that Uh, You know You know Uh, Then Taker tells Show to start shoveling and burying him Then Undertaker's like I'm out of here So Undertaker leaves but then here comes the rock Rock and uh, Taker begin to brawl On the stage Triple H then comes out of nowhere and hits Big Show With a sledgehammer And then Big Show then slides down the pit of dirt (laughs) It's a fantastic bump so, and more more than anything, that's the bump I remember. That one for sure. That sledgehammer shot to the back of the head. Yeah, you were talking about the ones on Raw, and I'm yeah. like, that ain't shit. He uh, swung for the fucking fences. <laughs> and Jesus, then that, that ridiculously awesome bump Big Show takes. Like, <laughs> god damn. Then Triple H begins to bury mankind, and the Earl calls for the bell. So commentary's like, so uh, who wins? But they make the point. Here's the thing. It's buried. It's a no DQ match. Yeah. So uh, Mankind gets buried. So your new tag team champions, Undertaker and Big Show. So can I ask you a question? We've been talking, uh, Mike, yeah. about the rebirth of the tag team division. Yeah. And how awesome it is. And how they've restocked the, mm-hmm. the division. But they've restocked it with all these teams, but yet it's these made-together superstar teams that are fighting over the belts. Not the actual division they've beefed up. Is that good or bad for it? Uh, I think it's good initially. Uh, Long term, it's bad planning. Um, but unfortunately, it's not a mistake because they do it on purpose. Um, if you look at these tagging terms they've done recently, mm-hmm. it's always seems they just throw together the win. That's, that's what they like to do. They uh, because they throw them together to break them apart. Yeah, they because they rather. They want to build single stars, not tag team stars. Um, so I think these thrown together tag teams are good to jumpstart a division like this, especially when all these teams, outside of maybe the Acolytes are young, and while they are popular, they don't have name recognition mm-hmm. yet. Um, but at some point, you do want to transition away from these thrown together teams and get it to the teams who are going to be established for a while. I mean, and I kind of get it with these two teams. I kind of point, pointed out earlier... 
the main reason these two teams are even doing anything right now is because one half of each team is yeah decimated. It's how, how you it's how you hide the other. However, yeah. with Austin gone already, you can't just have them all be off TV. So we need to pinpoint them. Oh, you know what? We can hide them in a tag team. And like in the and I think they listened to you in the past. They don't want to go right back at Triple H Rock. Like you, you have to give that some time to get away from each other. Although I will say, I agree with that. I, although I will say, with two weeks to go, it'd be nice if they did something for Unforgiven. You know, yeah. I mean, anything really. Um, I agree with you guys about the fact that we don't want to go to Triple H Rock. Austin's been gone. Don't want to do that quickly. So yeah, hide them and. I don't think it, it, it I don't think as much that it is hurting the other teams that these put together teams are um having the titles just because of the fact that they're still getting up and comer, you know, like they have the acolytes helping Edge and Christian are getting over by themselves or you know, getting over Hardys are were there but now they're kinda going down. How about the but weekly had, title changes? That doesn't help. But I actually don't mind that. Yeah. Uh, so and this may not be how they look at it. Um, they just they don't care about title changes. But especially tag. The way I choose to look at it is that all these teams are so evenly matched. It would make sense for it to bounce back and forth. There isn't a dominant team. Mm-hmm. I can uh, see that. So they call for the bell, and then you see an ambulance coming out. And Triple H opens the ambulance door, and by God, it's Stone Cold. Remember, guys, he was supposed to show up tonight. Then the music hits after Stone Cold is shown. Hey. I, like, I like that, actually. Oh, hey, yeah. how about that? Uh, the part I didn't like about this the small thing is show was already gone. Yeah, show, he wasn't yeah. show vanished. Like, ah! Well, here, Too busy this, watching the monitor and wiping himself down. Yeah, that's the funny thing. So, Triple H, before he opens the ambulance, shows there, and yeah. he kicks him. And then Undertaker... Uh, Austin shows up, and then they start fighting around the thing, and then uh, Taker throws H, and then he like rolls down the pit where Triple H does. Yeah. Triple H does, yeah, rolls down the pit where Show was, and Show's like MIA. I'm like, where the fuck did he go? Yeah. But uh, yes, uh, Triple H and Stone Cold brawl around the gravesite. Stone Cold puts Triple H in the ambulance. Stone Cold drives off with Triple H in the back. Then Stone Cold parks the ambulance by a dumpster, and then runs a semi into it. This is where you lose me. Yep. Out. I was fine until the end of the match. As soon as the ambulance showed up, I was out. And yep. I didn't like any of this. Right there with you. I get it. Like, it's it's something Austin would do, and it's a WWF thing through and through. But I was like, you know what? The match was good enough. Let's yeah. just call that at the end. We don't need this shit. Nope. Yeah. How do you feel, Joe? I didn't like it, the semi being involved. Like, I, sure. You know what I would have done? Stone Cold pick, beat him up, and drive off. And then the question is, what is he going to do with him? Not, we're going to pull it backstage. We tried to kill him. One of the funny things about them going outside constantly was Triple H's car. Maybe Fink's car. Um, <laughs> just on the whole night. Like, the lights were on. They were just hanging, like, parked. They didn't move it. Um, so, uh, so this brings an end to this week's... M- Midweek, but first, guys, where's the first, where's the better show? Smackdown, Smackdown, Thunder. Let's go to the ratings, shall we? Last week's WCW Thunder got a one point nine zero. WWF got a three point seven four. 
both went down this week. Besides there was W, it went up actually. Two point one <laughs> to WF going down. Both went down. down except for that one. <laughs> I thought both went down. That's next week. Uh Dose W got two point one and WF got three point six five. Yeah. Still a hand. Still a handle. You know, one handily by WCW yeah. or WWF. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I WCW. wonder. It's it is UPN, but I, I I would be interested to know the difference in network via cable in terms of how many more households had availability for SmackDown. Um, than Safe Thunder. I think the website that I go to actually shows it. Because um, while UPN. Was a basic or uh, not a basic uh, an over the air channel? Yeah, um, a lot of the country didn't. I live in a place that didn't have yeah. it. Mm. Now it doesn't. It just says like one point nine zero, but three point two share, or three point seven four, but six point five share. Like I would love. That's pretty. I mean, a six point five share. That's, that's not bad. That's a good rating. That's that's good. But the funny thing is, at that time, it was, um, I think, number 81 in the... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Thursday and, night, and first 99, all, Friends, uh, all that crap. Yeah, I was going to say, one thing yeah, we haven't talked about is that it was on Thursdays against Friends. NBC. And NBC. Frasier. Yep. And... ER. ER. And... I see, I don't remember my reality show timing, but I, when did Survivor start? It was around 99, 2000. Right? I think it was 2000. 2000. Okay. So they're about to hit that as well. So, Which I mean, decimates all, by yeah. the way. So you're yeah. looking at, you're on network television, but you're on like the lowest of the network television. Thursday is a, yep. Thursday's the most competitive night for, for network television. In the year 2000, yeah. Survivor starts and there's 40 seasons of it. Yeah. yeah so, well. I mean, that's tough competition. That's rough. Richard Hatch, original winner of Survivor. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. Naked. You were Couldn't snake. tell you one other winner, but uh, I Boston Rob. Boston Rob. You is. you were a snake. That's why I won't vote for you. Mm-hmm. So this brings an end to this week's episode of the Midweek War um, Stories. Hmm. Awards, awards. Oh yeah, the awards. <laughs> I keep forgetting. My knees cramping up. So let's go there. Let's go to the awards. I'll show. milk your prostate. What does that have to do with anything? No. We're going to go to the awards show okay. now. <laughs> Threw it out there. <laughs> what was the best, best match? match? I'm going to go Buried Alive. I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, I will too. I had a different one, but I think I like that one more. It was either that or the, uh, I like the Triple H. Uh, My little was Edge and Christian. Oh, yeah? And the Acolytes. Uh, Triple H and uh, Kane. Uh, worst match. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to Boss Man. I feel like there's something on Thunder that would be worse than that. But um, I don't remember the matches. It's fair. Van Hammer and Blitzkrieg. That's it. That was, that I was hated my other that. one. I hated that. Yeah. Uh, who was your MVP? Mick Chris, Foley. Chris Jericho for me. I picked Foley. He was hilarious as shit and yep. those bumps on his body. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I can see Jericho too. Jericho was fucking Jericho hilarious. is SmackDown, like legit. It's his show. I'm going Jericho. I thought he was great in the Shark Tank and the uh, Luchador mask. And then 
firing Fink. Who is your motive? Val Venus. Val Venus. Yeah, Val Venus. Val Venus. Hey, Corey. Yeah. WTF. SmackDown was a, was a good show. I thought it was a little too busy this time. For the first time. The first two I didn't think were super busy. This one just, Jesus, had a lot going on at all times. But I liked it. But I, is the is the brunt of doing two shows a week too much? All right. They're going at a pace, it seems like, with matches to me. Like, are they going to burn out? Like, a Buried Alive match on TV with no build, really, yeah. is not something they've done. That's something WCW has done. And look what happened to WCW. They burned out of all their matches. So I'm like, I'm a little concerned already. Hopefully they don't go the same route. I would hate to think we're going to have four shows a week where they've burned out every fucking thing they could possibly do. That's 2020, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's <laughs> the truth. So like, I'm a little concerned about that, but the shows have been good. I enjoy SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's been a breath of fresh air the last couple of weeks. As Raw's kind of stagnated, but yeah. in a good way. It's still a good show every week, but it's kind of just leveled off at a at a level, which I don't necessarily hate. No, no, I like a a good, consistent, easy to watch show. Yeah, no, it's not a bad thing. But SmackDown's been like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's the new toy, and you can tell it's it the is new the toy. new toy, and they they're enjoying it. Yeah, but yeah, that's my WTF. Uh, mine would be, uh, Bulldog, really? <laughs> and, like, I guess, uh, I don't agree with the reasons they signed him, obviously. Because <laughs> yeah. this man is a piece of shit. Um. He's bizarre, not a piece of you shit. You don't need him. No. But he offers well. nothing in the way of any competitive edge over WCW. Jurisprudence. <laughs> like, if you really want to help him, A, pay for his rehab. Give him, like, an office job. Give him help in the back. Let him be an agent. Let him do dark matches or house shows. You mean, you know what they should have done? Uh, they should have let him be a talent scout like they did Anvil in the 2000s. Did you ever hear that story? No. Bret Hart. They Fuck. Made, they made Jim Neidhart a talent scout, right? No one. Bret Hart, yep. in, his, in his biography, talked about how, and this is after, you know, this is like the mid-2000s where Bret still fuck you, this company. Yep. Nightheart would end up in Calgary and they'd go out to lunch and they'd sit there and just make up names of wrestlers while they're on lunch that Jim would take back and say, oh, those guys I scouted, but I don't see anything in them. Like, it would just be him and Brett making up names. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Could have done that with Bulldog. God damn it. But yeah, so like, I'm not saying there's a better use for him. There probably <laughs> isn't. Um, he just, he's entirely unneeded on television. And he seems like a relic from the past mm-hmm. when he's like 37 or 38 here. He's literally younger than Michael Hayes. And, yes. And while it is a new look, I suspect he's also not in the great bulldog shape that we're used to seeing. That is true. That has a way to hide all of that. That is true. Um, that, yeah. That so sweatshirt yeah, was just, a little tight, but I don't, not in a good way. I don't, uh, I don't get the bulldog thing, man. Um, it's, it's weird. It's yeah. My, my, I'm kind of go with Corey-ish with my WTF is the fact that SmackDown seems like that it is that new toy, but it's more refreshing in a way, because we discussed this off-air too, that, you know, SmackDown doesn't have the stench 
of Austin or McMahon. Or McMahon. And it, and it's where they're they're centering like Jericho. Yeah, and they're doing they're doing more. They're trying to get more people over on SmackDown than you see them on Raw. It is it is a slight, tiny, dual brand. However, it is like it's Jericho being the main focus for a storyline here. But he would be on the Titantron on Monday to go. If you want me, come to SmackDown. Go to UPN, buddy. Yep. And it's a formula they would use to build new stars for. 10 years almost they were just like till they decided they didn't want to do that anymore the main shit's on raw um some new stuff over here though if you like that no i think that's why i always preferred smackdown once it came around yeah is i really liked uh seeing the new stuff like it's like once cena got to a point he was too big he went right to raw i mean there's nothing wrong with the big show you know what i mean being on the big show Um, but i i very much like the the smackdown template of we're gonna have our two or three big dudes but the underneath is going to be kind of constantly evolving. A lot of young guys, and as soon as they get over, see you later. Which is fine. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good. So, uh, wait, so suppose SmackDown the first NXT? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. You think really, really think about it? Yeah. Now NXT is going to have an NXT. Yep. They do. It's to the UK. Uh, i a third one. <laughs> so I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this brings in finally. Brings them in to this week's episode of the Midweek War Stories. Uh, we're going into Fall Brawl with that Sweet War Games match. Hell yeah. Looking uh, forward to it. How about so, that? <laughs> Maybe they'll add one before then. <laughs> Good news, bad news. Bad news. No War Games. Okay. Good news. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> nope, that's bad news. That's just all bad news, Corey. Uh, and you can Shane find- Douglas? It's worse news. Rock and roll revolution, baby. Brian Nobbs. Hmm. Yeah, I give up. So you, no, so. So you can listen to the upcoming pay-per-view war stories about Fall Brawl with that hellacious cage match here at NoCellEntertainment.com. <laughs> and you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. 